Thanks for tuning in. With KCSB News, this is Lily Ulrich. One of the positions up for re-election during the March 5th primary is the First District Supervisor. The First District covers Carpinteria, Montecito, and Santa Barbara. The First District Supervisor participates in the legislative process, works to allocate resources efficiently, serves as a point of contact for residents, represents the district's interests in collaborations with other organizations, oversees county departments, and facilitates emergency preparedness. First, I sat down with the incumbent candidate, Daz Williams. Many of our listeners are UCSB students, and I was wondering if you could start by telling us about your childhood in Isla Vista. I, I grew up in Isla Vista. Uh, you know, my, my dad worked as the general manager of KCSB. Um, oh my so, gosh. <laughs> uh, yeah, he was the general manager before uh, Elizabeth Robinson. Uh, he did a radio show on the history of the Isla Vista riots and a book. And I, so I, I grew up around Isla Vista. I was one of those urchins going around rifling in your trash at the end of the year. That was me uh, from fourth grade on and, uh, you know, lived all over Isla Vista. Let's see, you know, fourth grade in the, was in the 6600 block. We, that was used to be called the war zone of Del Playa. Things have mellowed out, fortunately, in Isla Vista. I know some people still think Isla Vista are very wild, wild, but it's a lot more mellow compared to the 1980s. I think that would have been interesting to experience it back then. But, you know, I, being an IV around the university, around uh, people living close together, it was a great place for starting to understand sort of politics and political discourse. And uh, even as a teenager, I understood that a lot. And it was also exposure to KCSB. I had a radio show when I was in junior high at KCSB, a punk and ska show. And so I heard a lot of the public affairs discussions, even though I didn't have a public affairs show, um, I, I heard that stuff and, and, and uh, you know, the kind of discourse that takes place on campus is really interesting. And being in a place where people live side by side, but don't always agree on, on certain things. Back then, there was a lot of residents and there was a big divide between the residents uh, that went to St. Athanasius Church and, those, and the residents that were more from a hippie counterculture background. And, you know, it, it fascinated me that they couldn't meet common ground, even though their interests were the same. So that's why I kind of got into grassroots politics is how to meet people uh, and bring them together, which is always fascinating. What has been your biggest accomplishment since taking office as the first district supervisor back in January 2017? The biggest accomplishment is the county doing more on climate change conjunction with Joan Hartman, who's been really my closest ally on environmental work. We have enrolled the county into SCCA where we can buy higher amounts of renewable energy. So that means that uh, most of the customers in the, in the county, including Isla Vista, are getting a higher degree of carbon-free energy than the surrounding grid. And then uh, move in towards uh, more, more electric chargers, EVs, and uh, a better way to process our trash um, so that we, we have less methane emissions. So I would say the overall work to live our value and reduce our contribution to climate change. Of course, that work is not done. In coastal California, there's too little affordable housing close to jobs, and that's the biggest impediment towards reducing our carbon emissions. What inspired you to run for a third term? When you're young, when I was young and supposed to be the one, you know, uh, upset, upsetting the apple cart, a lot of people felt like I was, you know, uh, racing to the top too fast. So I, I really felt like after my time 
serving this community in the legislature, implementing some of the statewide laws on climate change, on gun violence, on other issues, is a way to show faith with my voters. And so, you know, even though fewer people know what a supervisor is than a state legislator, I feel really fulfilled by this kind of work. I think it's substantive uh, and it helps people with everyday problems like the tenant protection ordinances that we got done this last year. It was a crisis in Isla Vista, the course spaces, evictions, and then it directly led to a change in public policy. And I like uh, being able to be there to help people when they're in need. What is your stance on Prop 1 that will also be on the ballot on March 5th? That's a tough one. It's very well-intentioned and it will do a lot of good for housing the mentally ill and doing other things. However, there is a flaw. It, it does take away MHSA, uh, Mental Health Services Act funding that the counties now use for a variety of mental health services. And in this county, it's for juvenile health services and it's Medi-Cal matched. So for every dollar Prop 1 would sweep, we actually lose $2. So even if we got the money back for housing, we would still lose millions of dollars. Um, and so that's going to be a real challenge for, for the county of Santa Barbara to how to maintain uh, mental health services without those, those funds. I know that a big point of contention between you and your opponent, Rory Lee, is um, about cannabis. And I was wondering if you could please expand on that and what your stance on the issue is. Yeah, I mean, I think that there are a lot of issues surrounding legalization. The drug war failed for over 100 years, right? And legalization isn't going to be just sort of like perfectly architected from the beginning. But I fundamentally believe if we are going to um, bring this out um, into a legal market, there is some good that comes from that. One is to destroy the black market, right? Black market, if you don't know where your weed's coming from, it's part of a cycle of human pain because in Southern California, most of that's part of a cartel-driven supply chain. Uh, these are bad people and uh, using that infrastructure for human trafficking, for hard drug trafficking, et cetera. So I think legal marijuana is a far preferable alternative to that. And uh, I also think that it doing so in a way that uses sunlight is also better environmentally. And the greenhouses of Carpinteria use sunlight. That's safer than grow lamps. It's, um, it's less carbon intensive than grow lamps. And it also uh, helps farmers and farm workers that were hurting from a flower industry that was uh, really challenged. And so I, I think you can't have legalization without actually growing it and selling it somewhere. <laughs> so, um, you know, it, it's, it's always inconvenient in some people's eyes to have that close to them. And to be fair to them, even though we have the strongest odor control requirements that I know of in the entire state in Carpinteria, we still have work to do to control odor for all the little pockets of our community. For the most part, um, odor has gotten uh, vastly improved, um, but we still have some work to do. If reelected, what other major issues are you hoping to address? We still have a housing crisis. That's the biggest issue, I think, out there. The lack of rental housing close to where people work or go to school is destroying the fabric of our community. It's erasing Latino communities in, in Carpinteria and Santa Barbara. 
it's uh, causing people to move farther and farther away from work, uh, thereby destroying the environment by driving more. And it's destroying a sense of generational continuity that we can have in this community. I think that that's really the challenge because you want to keep this place beautiful, but you also want to protect its people. And you can't protect its people without making sure that there is some accessible, um, affordable rental housing in this community. Is there anything else that you think the first district constituents should know before they vote on March 5th? Well, just that I am tremendously honored by the opportunity to serve. You know, I was one of these, you know, strange, precocious kids who had a, a, a rage against injustice. I felt like the world isn't the way it ought to be. The world is still not the way it ought to be. We should, by our actions, make it a better place. And that's also the work that we could do in government. It's also the work that we can do in our personal lives by understanding that our actions have uh, consequences, right? Every week, I feel like we make small bits of progress towards a better world at the Board of Supervisors. And it's because you, the people of Santa Barbara County, have continued to support me. And uh, I'd be honored to continue to have that support. Next, I sat down with candidate Rory Lee. What has been your biggest accomplishment since taking office as a Carpinteria City Council member back in 2018? The three things that I'm most proud of and what I accomplished is our skate park, which has been amazing for our youth. Uh, it's been a decade uh, in the making. And ever since I first got on city council, I made that a high priority. It is right next to our city hall, next to the sheriff's department. It's a place where kids can go after school any time of the day um, till midnight if they want to, if their parents allowed. And it's it's a space for them where they don't have to worry about neighbors and just be kids and and it show them show them that we we are listening, that we created that skate park for them. Another one is. Our library. Before I got on the council, we our library services were done by Central Committee uh, Library in Santa Barbara. We were not happy with the services. Therefore, we took upon ourselves in Carpentria to uh, take back full control, and we did. I was on the ad hoc committee. I'm very proud of the work that we done. When we first started, a lot of people said we couldn't do it, and here we are today. And it's more than the library. It's something that we're proud of. It's somewhere you can go and access to the internet, get free books, and just so much more. And currently, I'm working on something that I'm very proud of is our senior center, senior programming, something for our older adults to have free food, free programs, exercise classes. So we have the whole spectrum, something for the youth and to the seniors and everybody in between. What inspired you to run for the first district supervisor this year? For me, is a lot of reasons. My my whole goal as a supervisor is about preservation, preserving our open space, our environment, our coastal access, the character and charm of our community, our agriculture, making sure that we do not overdevelop, especially with all these new state housing mandates. What I felt is that we, as here in Carpentria, not just, and also in Summerland, Montecito, and Santa Barbara, that we are not being represented well, that we deserve better representation and the leadership has been questionable, especially with the whole cannabis uh, ordinance that has been done. So basically, Carpenter, we're, we we were the guinea pigs, right, that we didn't want. We tried to work with the county and our current supervisor. Unfortunately, they did not listen, and I felt 
I can complain about it or I can do something about it. So I'm the type of person that wants to do the right thing for our community. Yeah, that was actually one of the questions. I know that's a big point of contention between you and your opponent. Um, can you please expand on what direction you would take regarding cannabis as the first district supervisor? The big, the biggest issue with cannabis in Carpentria Valley is the smell. It, it, it's bad. It has never gotten better. It should get better. Uh, the way they put it right next to the high school, next to homes, without any type of uh, air filtration, it's it's wrong. And I know they put those. Um, smell masking agents on, but it didn't work. And and people ask the question, what kind of effects does it do to your health? Has there been any studies about it? And there hasn't. So I recently took a tour of a cannabis farm that has copper scrubbers and they do work and they need to be in, um, put in every single cannabis grow in the county to get rid of the smell. So that's my first step as elected supervisor is to implement that in our policies. Now that we're talking about your stances on other issues, um, what is your stance on Prop 1 that's also going to be on the ballot? The proposition is about funding for homeless and mental health services. I am no on Prop 1. The reason being, so let me give you a context of what Prop 1 is. is basically taking money away from the county and give it to the state for mental health services. Uh, in Sunbrook County, is taking away between 30 to $50 million dollars. I rather see we as locals have more control over mental health issues for us and not giving to the state because they haven't been very transparent about what they're going to do and where the money is going. We as local, and I say the best government is local government, we can tell the public, the community where the money is going and show results at a better rate than the state can. So no on Prop 1 kind of switching gears a little bit, but I'm curious how your experience as an immigrant and a business owner will inform your leadership. Let me give you some of my background. My family and I, we immigrated from Taiwan in 86. We sought a better life. We we were farmers. Oh, to a point, we still have a farm back in Taiwan. Like many immigrants that came to this country, we worked so hard and we assimilated, we gave back to the community and we do that still today. The current supervisors, um, they can't say that. Yeah, they're great, but they don't have the experience that I do. We were poor, not knowing the language. English is my third language, actually. Knowing the struggle and the hardships that immigrants go through, and as a business owner, I live and work with the policies I create for our business community. You know, I started off washing dishes since I was 14 years old. You know, working my way up now to ownership, I know how difficult it is to run a business. And I want to bring that to the board of supervisors to represent not just an Im immigrant who achieved the American dream, but also someone who has business experience for over 25 years. So that's something unique that I'll bring to the board. Is there anything else the First District constituents should know before they vote on March 5th? Being an elected official is not a career for me. It is doing my civic duty. Uh, first and foremost, I'm a public servant. It's what I can do to make your life and the lives of the community better. Being Honest, being transparent, and being dependable and dedicated is all important attributes to elected official. You can say I'm an old school Democrat, right? That's kind of, you know, we all have to work together. It shouldn't be, you know, the far left or far right always arguing. We, this is our community and we have to listen and find that, that sweet spot that we all can agree on and have reasonable, sensible uh, agreements. Is there anything else you want to share? I guess that last question is kind of a catch all. Yeah. 
Well, uh, you know, I'm a graduate of UCSB in 2006. Oh, really? So oh, that's awesome. I didn't know that. I, I grew up in Gurira. So from 86 to 99, I graduated from Dos Pablos. We went to party on the weekends in Isla Vista. And I'd love to tell you all the stories back then. It's so much different now. I recently went back to Isla Vista. And it, it's changed, but for the better. What's changed safer. about it? Oh, okay. Good. Oh, there's the more buildings, you know, free birds are still there. Yeah. <laughs> The easiest yeah. story is, uh, yes, two thirty in the morning. Yeah, you have you have three birds getting line, getting a burrito. You know, I've yeah. been through that multiple times. <laughs> so I do understand what students go through and worry about safety, about break-ins that happen so much. Not to, not just this generation, but generations before me, and Halloween, and everything that you experience. I've experienced it before, and I. You know, I, I don't want to say I'm old or anything. I'm 41 years old. I have three young kids, but I want to help our youth succeed because if you succeed, we succeed. And we have to listen to our youth because you are the future. We have to do everything to make sure that you have the tools to be successful. For more information on how to cast your ballot for the March 5th primary, please visit countyofsb.org. Once again, that is countyofsb.org. Thank you for listening. With KCSB News, I'm Lily Ulrich.